Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to Hey, Jeff, a podcast about Survivor and other things. My name is Brett. I'm Danielle. Danielle, how are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely wonderful, actually. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'll be <laughs> honest. I got my third jab yesterday. Yeah. And I'm pushing, I'm pushing through it. Moderna does not fuck around. You mixed. I mixed. Uh, I took a nap today before noon. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bit slow. Everything kind of hurts uh, on the general um, body part of my body. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, alternating between uh, shivering cold and just pouring sweat. So, <laughs> but this is the price. Freedom isn't free. Exactly. It's not free. And I'm paying the price today for going out and who knows who knows who I'm going to let breathe in my face tomorrow? Ugh, so jealous. It. it just got approved here, the booster. So, but you're on a you're on a much further schedule than me. Exactly. Yeah. So, we'll I'll be getting it just probably in a couple months. Yeah. So, uh, tragic episode of Survivor for us personally. <laughs> Very upsetting, very, I know I say this every week, very confusing for me personally, especially tribal council. I have some issues, but let's start from the beginning because <laughs> there are some other <laughs> little juicy things that happen. So, oh, yeah. um, this is a good episode. So, I mean, I don't know if we need to talk about like Evie, Xander, and Tiffany all try to pretend like, okay, we're not going to work together anymore. Let's all break up mm-hmm. <laughs> and start other alliances. And no one really buys it from them. No, and they're all just scattering like those turtles that we saw yeah, many weeks ago. Those baby turtles. <laughs> Miss those turtles. Bring them back. Yeah, but so they have this... Um, one thing we have to talk about, they have a luxury comp where yeah. Jeff says, grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> no, I have it in all caps. Yeah, of course. Very, very, we called it. We were like excited for the first food, overexcited food announcement that Jeff was going to make. And we got it this week. Can I just say, first of all, the grilled cheese sandwiches did not look good. Oh, wow. They looked like just bread. (laughs) Bread's great. Yeah, bread is great, but (laughs) I need a greasy, buttery, give me Jean Favreau chef style. Oh, yeah. You know, food porn, grilled cheese shots. I, I want to know what cheese was in there, though. Exactly. I didn't see any yellow. I want yellow cheddar or American. I need they a were mix. Maybe like a white cheddar, a gruyere or something. That's yeah. fine, but give me a smoked gouda, perhaps. Yeah. So that was, I just think they could have done a lot better with that. The bowl of chips, however, looked very good. Except one bowl for all those people. That's- I mean, there's only like five people. Mm, that you still could have used more than one. So I just think it was a little cheap, a little cheap from the Survivor producers. Um, And then there was also, I have to say, Jeff, while they're setting up for this competition, is like off on the little floating bench and it's like, and also a new reward or a new um, advantage. Yeah. I screamed, no! Because <laughs> I was like, not a new one. We just got rid of a bunch of them. Please, God. Oh, this was g- exciting. There was so much <laughs> drama. Not to like, of course, we have what I've been loving this season is like Jeff's direct to Cam, like before the people show up. He's like, mm-hmm. what they don't know is I'm hiding it under the bench. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, note to future Survivor contestants, there's a GoPro strapped on something. It's probably pointed at a, at a <laughs> hidden advantage. They had, really, they had the under the bench cam. He tucked it in. Yeah, Xander did not notice. So he tucked it in. He nestled it onto the bench where whoever sits out is going to watch the challenge. Um, the cha- The competition was whatever. I thought the second one was much more interesting where they had to balance on their tippy toes and keep that block up on their head. I think they should do that in Big Brother. I feel like that's a very doable Big Brother challenge. <laughs> they should do all sorts of challenges that are like real <laughs> and good on Big Brother. Uh, honestly, I actually thought the challenges weren't very uh, compelling this week because they were just over very quickly. Right. Every puts the puzzle together in like 20 seconds. And yeah. then with the immunity challenge, everyone just collapses instantly because no one's eaten for a week. And Heather, of all people, we got to talk about Heather. Heather shows up on the scenes and it's like I, I was I was thinking to myself while they're doing this 
we got to mention first, there's some bargaining before. I love this. Yeah. Anytime you can get Jeff involved, bargaining, being a little bit sneaky. Yeah. He's like, all right, if certain if a certain amount of people that I will decide sit out, then everyone gets rice for a few days. Big old bag of rice. And Heather, who was not on anyone's radar until <laughs> literally 30 seconds before the vote happened because she opened her damn mouth, was like, oh, I need to play. I need to play. It's like... <laughs> Heather, you can't win anything. You are probably the worst at challenges here. No one's coming after you. Strange. I was like, so I I was just so confused. She ends up getting second place in this challenge, but I was so confused by all the, by some of the people, mainly Heather, who were like, oh yeah, I need to play in this one, even though it's like a guarantee I'm going to lose. Get the rice, girl. Extremely bizarre. Yeah. But I also found myself rooting for her because she lasted pretty long. Mm I mean, pretty long. The whole challenge took, what, four minutes? Is yeah. that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> it was so fast. I mean, it seemed it seemed so hard. Even if I was full-bellied, I don't know, balancing on your head where you can't see it and you're on your tippy toes. Yeah, you got to have strong calves for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what muscles. Probably calves. But um, yeah, that was very weird. There was also some interesting politicking, though, around the the choice of people to to step out, how many people to step out for the bag of rice and who did it. But before we get in, just really quick, important context, I think, mm-hmm. is that um, so the team that won the grilled cheeses included Ricard and well, did we not talk about the yeah, papaya. Did not include Shan. <laughs> so, or wait, no, who was mad? Was it Shan or Leon? Shan was mad Shan, at Ricard. Yeah. What else is new? I mean, it's so funny that the Yasa tribe, the yellow tribe, is like being targeted here coming into the merge where you had Shan and Ricard who were like these easy targets for everyone. There's only two of them coming out of the green tribe. They're fighting with each other constantly. They don't even seem to like each other. I do want to talk about Ricard a little bit. Okay. Today, yeah. Ricard, Ricard played a bit. Uh, the I I forgot to mention. I'm so sorry. Epic strategist Ricard, Epic the, the, strategist. The, the, the the best strategist in the game. <sighs> he comes out. He eats the papaya. Nasir finds papayas. Ricard's like, oh, I just need a little bite. Just try it. Like he's at a Super Bowl party. He's like, I'll just have one pig in a blanket. Yeah. Shane doesn't like it. And I do want to fast forward to a little bit later in the episode. At the tribal council, <laughs> some people want Xander to use his, his um, flush out his idol, use yeah. his idol. And I, I don't know if I would call this like a Mr. Strategist move <laughs> by Ricard, but yeah. things keep happening and Ricard, that are not have nothing to do with Xander. It's kind of clear that Xander's not really in any danger that night, even though he did get a couple votes. Right. And Ricard's like, who is not aligned with Xander in any way, like not friends with them. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I think you should use that. Uh, I think you should use that. <laughs> like as a friend, like as your close yeah. friend, I think you should use it. It's like, you suck. <laughs> That's worse than you- Xander's telegraphing from a week ago when he didn't have the idol in his pants. I totally agree. My thing is that I get so kerfuffled during the tribal councils that I actually, <laughs> I'm like, is he trying to, are they working together? Is he trying to have him? I mean, in my gut, I was like, Ricard's being slimy. I wouldn't use it. Like the way he was talking to Xander, I was like, I wouldn't use it. No. Xander gave him a very brisk nod at one point where I was like, oh my God, please don't tell me Xander's buying this. But it's also so confusing. Like, I was like, where are the votes coming from tonight? Based on what we saw before people went in to vote, I thought it was going to be a unanimous Heather vote. So where did all these other random votes come from? And then my girl Tiffany gets voted off. No, I mean, I think the Heather stuff didn't start till like later in the day. I mean, people were kind of going after Tiffany. Like, it just seemed like the easy thing. People want to get out. Evie, Xander. And not as much Liana. They want to go after the the people from well, and Tiffany, Nasir. the people from the Yellow Tribe. Nasir, my guy. That you're not accepted with the blue. I want to see someone from the blue tribe get voted out. I'm like, I know, me too. Sick of I'm sick of them all other than our Queen Shelby. 
May she rest in <laughs> may she rest in peace. May she turn into foam like a Sydney, little like the little what did I say? She said Shelby. Shelby, yeah, whatever. Shelby too. <laughs> um, no, I totally agree. They're just too cock not they're not even cocky. It's just too safe. I would love to see someone from the blue team voted out. Yeah, well, this brings us to another Shan drama. She's like the center of the drama right now because she had Am her fight with her card. Am I being the drama? Like <laughs> She had the fight with her card. Yeah, Ricard full-bellied comes in. Oh, let me just try a little papaya. And she calls him out and he get, he does the classic like looks at other people around to be like, are you believing this shit? Laughing. <laughs> but like the other people around, I think were probably also really hungry and mad at him. So he didn't get the support that he might've thought he would. But so then she gets into a fight with uh, Deshaun. Yeah. Over. Twice. He wants to, yeah, he wants to vote out Nasir. And what he's, I love fights like this, honestly, because it's like, they say they're they're about something, but they're always about something so much deeper. Yeah. And so he's like, you're not hearing me. Uh, and she makes a big point to like go over and try to make up with him because he wanted to vote out Nasir. And she was like, no, absolutely not. Um, we're voting. We're keeping with the plan. Uh, we got to flush out the pow- the advantage and vote out Tiffany. Right. That was what she wanted to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nasir wanted. Yeah, exactly. Nasir wanted out. I'm sorry, Deshaun wanted out Nasir. Mm-hmm. Shan didn't agree with it. It's kind of Heather. It's kind of Tiffany, you know. Yeah, because Evie's safe, by the way. She won the individual. Because before that, everyone wanted Evie out. Oh, but yeah. So, so he gets mad, has a little tiff. She goes and seems to make up with him. But then later at Tribal Council, the same thing happens. At a certain point, though, I'm sort of like, he's making it seem... Deshaun is making it seem as if Shan disagreeing with him means she's not hearing him. This is the exact question I was going to ask. Like, is she not listening? This fight drove me wild because it's like, is she not listening or does she just disagree? And to be like, I feel like you're not listening to me and thus you are stepping on my it's family's, very manipul- spitting manipulative. on my family's grave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it, it is manipulative. I mean, all these people, like, Shannon and Ricard are like this. They're like the couple who's, like, always fighting I know, it's with so each other. You're on, you're on a trip with them, and before oh. this trip, oh you only God. ever had dinner with them, and it was fine because it's only, like, 90 oh. minutes, and you think it's just, like, part of their bit. They, ha- they like to hector each you other a little bit. show up at the Airbnb and, like, there's a there's a briskness in the air. It's like brisk chill. and chill. it's it's very misery loves company. You know, you're there with your new bay and things are fine between yeah. you. But suddenly you're like, oh, I guess we should be negative too. And, and it's then- like a card where's Shan? It's like, oh, she's <laughs> she's resting in the she's resting in the bedroom. It's like we're mm. here in Palm Springs. We're having <laughs> yeah. fun. Why why you don't want to who has who amongst us hasn't? Yeah. So, yeah, Shan needs to, she's got to, like, what's funny is they're her allies. <laughs> they're her closest allies. And they're the people she disagrees with and fights with the most. So she's got to figure it out. I guess she's got Liana as well. Um, but it's not looking good. I don't think it's looking good for our girl, Shan. Um, I also, I, I'm very upset that Nasir's name was even brought up. I, uh, I I feel the same way as well. Um, the vote tonight was was or Wednesday night was was wild. It was six to two to two to one. Like, and even some of the lines that you would assume would be people who would be voting on the same lines didn't. Like, Danny and Deshaun didn't vote together. It was like Danny and Danny voted for Xander. Deshaun voted for Tiffany. Uh, Nasir voted for Xander. Like, wasn't Danny <laughs> trying to get out Nasir? Like, why are they voting <laughs> yeah. together? It's, it, the the results from from tonight were were so weird, and I'm hoping not because like I want anyone particularly out. I don't know if I have like a fave this season. I just want to see like people who have been safe struggle. Yeah. Like, 
at, at a certain point, and I think it's getting close a little bit with Deshaun, like people have to be like, all right, so there kind of is like a, a sort of a power there. There's like a seat of power here and it's Danny, it's Deshaun. It's like Heather for some reason, just cause she kind of doesn't do anything and she hangs out with those guys. And yeah. like I said earlier, like, I don't know, Nasir has to notice Nasir got a vote against him cast by Xander, but I feel like Nasir eventually has to learn that like the people he's aligning with are <laughs> anytime they like want to, anytime there's a question of who to vote out, like his name is first on their lips. Yeah. Um, and sucks. Cause I just love his confessionals. I loved, cause he was on, he was the person who went and got the aforementioned papaya, the dr- drama papaya. I'll eat steak when I get home. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's like, my daughter can make me grilled cheese. What do I care? <laughs> I love it. I love his confessionals. They're so funny to me. We had two always... great lines about yeah. about eating. I'll eat steak when I get home and the classic from Tiffany. R.I.P. I'm 47 years old. Feed me already. <laughs> Very good. Very good. We're not going to get gems like that anymore. Let me tell no. you. Um, yeah. And Nasir always delivers his... Um, his confessionals with like a manic grin on his face. I just love it. <laughs> it makes me happy. Um, yeah. Oh, just jumping back really quick. I, cause I started to talk about this and then I got distracted about the drama, but like, so the, the rice thing, the people who wanted the rice, the number of people, it was like, I forget who said five people. Someone said five and then they couldn't get there. But then Xander did the thing of like, if we make it four, I'll set forward. Yeah. Which I thought was very smart politically because he gets to be the hero without really doing much. And also he got, he does something too, where everyone goes, he knows that he's a target in mm-hmm. some sense. He felt yeah. comfortable enough to not play it, but he knows that everyone's eyes are going to light up. They go, oh, Xander? Xander's mm-hmm. not going to compete for immunity tonight so we can yeah. vote him out? Like, he's... <laughs> he. We, we made fun earlier of, like, Ricard, not uh, <laughs> a, a questionable acting job yeah. uh, at Tribal Council. Xander is, like, equally not subtle as well, but something about it is so funny where he's like, I'll step out. I'll be the hero. And then right. same thing last week. He's like, I have this idol in my pants. <laughs> it's, uh, he, yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. But it's working for him. It's really working for him. Um, yeah, it was. A, I thought it was a good episode. Not great. Not as good as, especially because I, it really ended on a sour note for me with Tiff getting voted off. Although, as she said, she is the first member of jury. So at least we'll get to see her again. Oh, she's going to be making some faces. <laughs> yes. I'm like, get me Tiffany Cam. Get me Tiffany Cam immediately. Oh, that's the best. That's some of the best part of jury is like they cut to the jury and they're all nice. That's that's always such a fun reveal, too. Is I like, know. They're like hot. This person changed. This person uh, <sighs> shaved. Speaking mm-hmm. of hot, I do mm-hmm. want to talk about alter ego. I know. If you have I anything you... else to talk about with Survivor, we can. No, but I'm good there, on Survivor. There is a there is a question of hotness here that needs to be discussed. Okay, please. Um, I saw you tweeting about this. I have not seen the show Alter Ego on Fox. Um, please, gi- please give us a quick rundown. I mentioned this like maybe two or three months ago when <laughs> the ads first came out. Yeah, it is a sort of the voice style singing competition on Fox, where the contestants are in a separate room, like in a studio, wearing like motion tracking suits. Yeah. And they have avatars that are like sexy aliens that <laughs> sing on the stage. And the yeah. the hosts are, I'm sorry, the judges are Grimes, mm-hmm. Will Grimes. I Am. Will I Am, great. Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. And someone else who is, who is ultimately Nick forgettable. Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey is completely forgettable. Yes. So I, I was watching, I think it was Thursday night. I was watching the football game. It ended. And then all of a sudden, like, there was just nothing to watch. And I just saw it on. I'm like, let me just check this show out for like <laughs> Look at, 15 let me watch minutes. This kooky shit. Yeah. And it is psycho. <laughs> now, I, I have to say, my interest has peaked. Now, the commercials were like, the whole point here is like, you can be whoever because your avatar 
is a sexy cheetah alien person, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I'm going to get back to this, but like one of the things that is completely wild about this show is there is an assumption and they talk about who the winner will be. They're like, there's like maybe four or six people left. And they're like, it's basically completely accepted that whoever wins this season of Alter Ego will be a transcendent pop star for millennia across all forms, uh, all mediums of entertainment. Okay, And they're like, when you body dies, <laughs> like Queen Midnight, like, and their and their avatars all have names, right? Like we don't know right. the person's name. Like the person's name is like Queen Midnight, or like, like I don't know, Sylvester or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, when you die, Queen Midnight will still live, like throughout galaxies and forever. And it's like nobody is watching this show, and no. everybody is like. Everybody sucks. It's like everyone's a pretty good singer, but I right. feel like we've gotten past, like, we found all the Kelly Clarksons. Yeah, no. And you know who they are? Kelly Clarkson. That's it. Carrie Underwood. Yeah. 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 Clay One exception. Aiken. I mean, I guess so. Jennifer Hudson. Um, but so that's just one of the odd things about this show is they're like, now let's be clear here. Whoever wins has the responsibility of being the universe's first like multi-generational avatar star. And it's like, no, that's not gonna happen. Right. Second, Give me a break. Yeah. Second, the avatars suck. <laughs> they have not really uh mastered the art of the facial expressions. So they cut whenever they're like they're performing, they're always like showing the avatar from behind or like the avatar is sticking out their hand and singing to the mic. But the point of it's like the hand is blocking the face uh -huh. because the avatars are only capable of basically like they're like a puppet. It's like mouth open, mouth closed, and the <laughs> eyes can move a little bit. They are completely unexpressive. Right. It, it was amazing technology, I'm sure. I'm sure whatever, however they put it together is well beyond what I could do. But all the judges are like, I felt the emotion coming through you, Dr. Midnight or whatever. And it's like, the, the face is just like a, a puppet face that just jaw open, jaw closed. And it's also really, really wild. I have a question. You might not have the answer because you only saw 15 minutes of this random episode. Yeah. But did the contestants get to create their alter ego? I don't or think it's just so. A assigned to them. I guess it was assigned to them. Maybe like in the beginning, they like chose from a bunch of like pre-built ones. Like I guess. choosing your avatar for a video game. Sure. Yeah. So I, I do want to talk about what happens when someone gets kicked off the show. <laughs> do they fall through a hole in the floor? No, it's better <laughs> than that. And this is why I want to talk about hotness because oh, please. the whole conceit of the show, as I mentioned, is like, you can be a fat, ugly worthless piece of garbage <laughs> yeah. but if you have the voice and if you can dance in the ping pong suit mm -hmm. then you can be the galaxy's first like fucking universal star that is like yeah. beamed to every planet <laughs> sylvester <Yeah. laughs> so when someone's voted out they get to perform one last time and these people are all hot <laughs> <laughs> they perform less. They perform one last time, and a door Revealing opens, themselves. and yeah. they reveal themselves, and then they kind of sing with the avatar. The avatar sings like the first verse of the song, and then they come out, and then they sort of like sing to the avatar, and they sort of like bow at it or wave at it or like shed a tear at it, and the yeah. avatar like fades away, and then the person is is the only person left. The true. The true ego, not the alter ego. The true <laughs> ego is left on stage and they sing. And all these people are hot. And they so, make them look frumpy and like not wear makeup and stuff when they're in the ping pong suit. And I'm like, yeah, man, these people are a little bit, I don't know, I wouldn't say ugly, but they're just kind of average looking. And then they come out hot. and they're like, yeah. this shit is hot. Like, <laughs> and, I, and, and one of the losers came out and Nick Lachey was like, you sure you want to like, be a doctor or whatever. <laughs> like you're a hot young woman who's good at singing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I um 
So you do see them before the reveal, though. It's just they're not in makeup and stuff. You see them when the, you see them cut to like, or if they're if they're performing, you'll see like a side by side of them in the studio with the ping pong balls on. Yeah. Or with you know when they're like getting berated by the judges, you mm. see them kind of they they cut between the avatar because the avatar is so unanimated. It has no so it's like it's not even the uncanny valley it's like the mountain before you get to the uncanny valley that's i kind of wish they commit to one or the other obviously it should be the alter ego like the alter ego should be getting the criticism and like you should be able to see the tears forming in the eyes no you it's also- like yes yeah, it's, it's so poorly it's like just a very low budget version of what this could be <laughs> you mentioned that alanis morissette is the simon cowell I need you to give me some of your impressions of the judges' critiques. Nick Lachey is a complete nothing. Okay. <laughs> Grimes, I tell you what, this is the most I've ever seen Grimes do literally anything, is yeah. watching this show for 15 minutes and watching her like review three singers. She's she's charming and weird. You can see why Elon didn't put a ring on it, but did put a sperm in it. Church. I, I don't, I'm not commenting on that statement. <laughs> she's charming and weird. She wants yeah, to be friends. With, I don't know. She's weird. She's like, I can just tell from your avatar. I want. I'd be friends with you. And then Will I Am and Alanis are like, they they've got some legit criticism. Like they don't mind pouring cold water wow. on like a sexy devil, devil or something like that. <laughs> what kind of criticism would they give like you sounded flat or what i don't know they would just okay. be like i didn't connect to you yeah, I, don't, okay. I didn't connect i don't know it's just i i don't know what i expected from my, any of these people but you know will I, I, I will i am in the last month more set we're just like they just had no they had no problem just like saying the unpopular thing mm-hmm. you know what and i it was wish ironic. truly <laughs> what i wish that we could go back in time mm. to the summer when American Idol season one premiered and be podcasting then oh and my could God. give our real time analysis Were you and a Guarini introduction. Head? Pardon? Were you a Justin Guarini head? I liked him. I liked them all. But I just remember none of them were the real stars of that show. Simon Cowell was. Simon, to oh, see yeah, Simon someone be mean <laughs> to people's faces on TV changed everything. Yeah, and I wouldn't say Will I Am or Alanis Morissette come close to being like, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> Doing what like Simon Cowell. Like, well, Simon Cowell gone... had the best job in the world for a long time. <laughs> yeah. He just watched people sing and was honest about it, which yeah. his co judges couldn't even do no and they didn't want to that was not what they wanted to do that wasn't their brand he under to use an overused phrase he understood the assignment oh yeah and it just changed everything i think it like kicked off a very i don't know if it was a kickoff or it was the um just an obvious added uh symptom to an already very mean media but uh like that era was so mean anyway. So I don't know if that was because of him or he was just part of that, but it just was such an interesting time. It would be so fun to go back and get to re-experience that again. Um, Cause now we've gone in the opposite direction, right? Where like you're saying, no one's going to be that mean unless it's like Fox news. Yeah. Like, I mean, right now these are sort of like these these shows are sort of like escapes and it's more about the drama between the judges yeah. and stuff. And the, all these shows are cut so weird now. Like they're always, I, I don't know how to d- describe it very well, but the editing them in them is just psycho. They're always cutting between these crowd reaction shots and you can kind of tell that, the, that they're pulling a reaction from something else and they're just taking people's most outlandish facial expressions and they're always like mixing in applause in weird moments and it's it's just like a shitty birdhouse being put together by like nails and glue the editing job on it right and right now it's more about the gimmick of the show which is like a sexy alien is singing or like blake shelton is in a spinning chair and he's getting into arguments with pharrell about like who 
he wants to steal for his team. It's not mm-hmm. even about American Idol was about the judge. It was about Simon, right? But it was about the it was about the contestants. Like you obviously, as we yeah, mentioned, between Kelly so- and and uh, Jennifer Hudson and Carrie Underwood, who didn't even win their series, right? Daughtry wasn't Daughtry a American yeah, Idol person? Yeah, he was. Like but, it really was a kind of a star maker in a way that these are just like forgettable. Hey, Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, like uh, <laughs> Margaret Cho is dressed up like an outlandish <laughs> crocodile. <laughs> yeah. Like right? <laughs> oh yeah, because the people on Mass Singer are celebs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing too. Yeah, it's I've the never celebs seen that have show. Fallen. The celebs have fallen. Celebs have been have been. <laughs> they fell a long time ago. Um, well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the checking in on Alter Ego segment. So who hosts it? Some woman. <laughs> I mean, that's a cushy gig. You should give that to someone. Oh, yeah. She does absolutely nothing. Yeah. Nick Lachey, what did you think about Queen Diamond? <laughs> Even The Voice has Carson Daly. Oh my god, that guy! And who hosts? Someone hosts shit and landed in butter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, he's. I mean, <laughs> it's just a completely thing. talentless guy. Just completely <laughs> <laughs> has just the perfect career of just like standing around and being like, "All right, we'll be back after this commercial." Yeah. For fucking oh, yeah. 30, 40 years. <laughs> He's been around for so long. And he dated all the hotties when he was at TRL. Oh, really? Yeah, he dated Jennifer Love Hewitt, Tara oh. Reed, all the hotties. Oh, he got he got down. Yeah. He must have something going on. Um Yeah, he gets paid it, a shitload of money <laughs> to work for an hour a day. God. Yeah. Why can not even Carson be particularly Daly? good? <laughs> um, just so in case anyone's curious, Nick Cannon hosts The Masked Singer. Who I thought he also did he does he also do like America's Got Talent? He, the X he yeah, he hosts a lot of shit. But there was, you know, he he did um yeah, America's Got Talent, Wild and Out, Lip Sync Battle Shorties. <laughs> um, Who doesn't a- <laughs> remember Lip Sync Battle Shorties? <laughs> He's been making, I mean, he makes a shit ton of money, Nick Cannon. And I'm he sure, better. I'm sure he does, yeah. He better. He has like 18, he has a lot of kids. Good for him. Yeah. Um, okay. We need to discuss very quickly this week's succession. Because oh, I say yes. very quickly, just because... Nothing happened, so there's not that oh, much what? to discuss. I'd say this is the best episode of the season so far. Oh, wow. We are in stark disagreement. I This episode was the episode where I'm like, I don't know. If it keeps going like this, I think it's over. No. Yeah. This is the episode where things started happening. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. You know what happened? You know what this episode is? The logline for this episode is an old man takes a walk and needs to rest. Yeah. That's it. That's no, it. I, I thought there were some beautifully juicy silences and awkward Ugh, situations. I disagree. Uh, I mean, from the start of the episode to when <laughs> Kendall announces his name in a conference call in a conference call as Little Lord Fuckleroy. <laughs> Tom completely unraveling and I don't like it. Reading the prison blogs and deciding he wants to go to a Jewish prison and saying he wants to castrate and marry Greg. It's not Tom. It's like new writers took over. I swear. No, this I is don't Tom like to his core. No. Um, the scene with <laughs> Roman and like a formerly homeless guy. I hated ho- that. Ho- I hated that. <laughs> Roman just having to be like, hey, how's it going, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> My favorite I, part, my favorite part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Kendall goes to Adrian Brody's house somewhere. Martha's Vineyard. I don't know. And Kendall is trying to do like a, hey, bro, we should hang out. Like We really need to hang out, man. 
and yeah. it's, and Adrian Brady does not care. It's like, hey, my 40th birthday is coming up, big party. And Adrian Brody is just like, I don't care. And mm-hmm. then later, like one of the final moments of the episode, Kendall and Logan are leaving this island and Stewie's arriving. And Adrian Brody greets him with a big old bear hug. And it's like, ugh, I don't know, something about how Kendall is such a weenie and tries to be like, a, just be a guy's guy. Like, hey, man, yeah. we should really hang out this time, bro. Like, and then it, being met with such a cold, a cold reaction, and then seeing how Adrian Brody actually acts with with people he likes is I love that that sort of dichotomy. I just thought it was very boring, and I the parts you mentioned, like the very pregnant pauses, I just pictured them being written, and I saw the writers' room, and they're like, and now we'll, it'll be a pause and a really long and awkward one, and we won't have any music; it's going to be silent, and the audience is just like it felt too planned out. It felt over directed. In my, you know what? It was over directed. Oh, I'm it's like I'm it. talking to Alanis Morissette <laughs> over here. I didn't. I was like, when's anything actually going to happen? Nothing happened in this episode. Why was this even? Who's Adrian Brody? I still don't even know who he is. He's, He's a, a rich guy investor. who was, who was, who has been a big investor in the company for a very long time. And we only happen to be right now. He's 45. If that he's too young. If they want him to be as rich as he is, fine. They just had to give me one line about how he's as rich as he is. Adrian Brody is 48 years young. <laughs> but he looks good. You got to admit, he looks young. Oh, he looks fantastic. I wish I could. He looks like a tight for, uh, 42. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just, I didn't get how he could be that rich. And I don't we, like we that they didn't explain it. We were just Elon Musk. I know, but then tell me people that are he's, billionaires. I need to know what he invented. I need to give give me some nod at least to like what business sector he's in. If it's car, if know. it's tech, great. If it's cars, whatever. If it's taking over for his dad, who is also a billionaire, great. Then I know something. But it just felt very random and weird. I was like, I don't know who this is supposed to be. Everyone else, I can vaguely like map to someone in the world of rich assholes that we live in, but. He didn't have one, and I just felt like that was off. It was a weird character, and I thought he was miscast, even though I like Adrian Brody as an actor. As a person, he's a weirdo. But What does he do? What is is he a weirdo? (laughs) I just remember he, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, his wife, Elsa Pataki, before they were married, (laughs) his wife was with Adrian Brody, and Adrian Brody bought her a castle. Wow. I know. Is Adrian Brody independently wealthy? I think he made some good money post piano. <laughs> Pianist. I don't know. If you haven't seen, if you want to see a good Brody performance, by the way, just go see the pianist or give Summer of Sam a little rent. That's where you see him at his most, I think, charismatic and talented in both of those movies in very different ways. But, um, Brody yes. began dating Spanish actress and model Elsa Pataki in twenty in two thousand six for Pataki's thirty first birthday. Brody purchased her a nineteenth century farm in central New York State that was remodeled to look like a castle. Yeah, he bought her a castle. Maybe and that's what, where they filmed. Ladies, the, uh, just take that as a lesson. If he wanted to, he would. <laughs> yeah. Guys too. Guys too. Uh, guys too. If she didn't buy, if she wanted to buy you a, can- a castle, she would. The best part I thought of this episode was honestly Connor telling Shiv that she was oh. useless. <laughs> After they're like, you should host a, a, a wine tasting show. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I hated the the homeless guy with the tattoo on his forehead. I was like, this is, I can't, this is like a first draft of this episode. There's no way that this, I couldn't believe this is what they ended up actually filming. Because it's just like, not interesting. So easily not provable, you know, like they usually go with very specific, um, realistic ish things that could happen that a, (laughs) so sorry, my dog (laughs) agrees. (laughs) I just have one question for you and for Lenny. Yeah. Are we going to see Connor Roy's 
wine tasting show on their Food Network equivalent. I hope so. That that would be. They should do a standalone episode of that show. That would be so good. I, I'd I'd pay for the DVD box set if there was like fifteen minutes of like whatever the the Stanley Tucci show, but with Connor Roy uh, instead. I need. I still haven't seen Stanley Tucci's show or read any no. of his books, but supposedly they're good. Um, anything else to say about Succession? No, I loved it. Okay, well then, well I thought it was very lukewarm. Then speaking of books. I'm reading one that I just wanted to touch on really Okay, quick. book club. <laughs> well, it's, it's somewhat related to culture. So very long ago culture. Do we remember a little politician named Anthony Weiner? Oh. <laughs> Did you ever see the documentary? No. It's the best. You need to see it. It's one of the best documentaries there is. It's so I don't good. like politicians. Yeah, well, so you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to like watch. Th- I don't want to watch them do stuff. Oh my gosh! Well, you know what? <laughs> you need to get over it <laughs> because well, it just it's just good, even if you don't like them. Open up the reader, the listeners' minds. Bring them back to 2011. So Anthony Weiner was a congressman in New York. And he had a sexual scandal where he had to resign. He tweeted out a picture of his his box of briefs and what happens to be in the box of briefs. And he first claimed he was hacked, but that it turned out, no, it was actually him doing it and he resigned. Then years later, he decided to run for mayor of New York City. He was like, I did my time. You know, he didn't break any laws. And he was actually a very good, beloved politician because he... He was kind of coming on the scene like yeah. in the late 2000s. And then all of a sudden, wasn't it like a young woman or something like that? So <laughs> there have been lots of young women oh, in okay. a nutshell. So he was married to Huma Abedin. Who, mm-hmm. And that's whose book I'm reading. That's a name has, I remember. She's a top Clinton aide. She oh, was basically with Hillary Clinton from, uh, like, Bill Clinton's White House. She was an aide on the first lady side. And then all the way through to probably still now. I don't know. I'm not at the end of the book. <laughs> or maybe she's not anymore. And that's why she wrote the book. But she tells her side of the story. She was married to Anthony Weiner and and stood by him after he had scandal after scandal after scandal of him chatting up ladies online, sending dirty pics, and she just stood by him. And the whole time, there's a documentary that is filmed that she's part of in the background. Everyone's thinking of themselves. I don't know. Have you seen Huma Abedin, Brett? I mean, I remember when this... I don't remember her, like, exactly now. I mean, I remember this when this was a big deal in, like, 2010. She's absolutely gorgeous. She is... I mean, wasn't she one of the inspiration? Like, wasn't one of these scandals, maybe this part of it, sort of an amalgamation of like what turned into the good wife. I mean, yeah, I think Hillary probably like set the blueprint for that, but yeah, that's the other thing. Like Hillary is her mentor and she's worked with her for so long, like similar exact, almost very exact, not exact same, but very similar thing happens to her and she's in the public eye. Anyway, it's just throughout this scandal, the Anthony Weiner scandal, everyone's thinking like, why the hell is Huma Avdeen staying by this guy? She's absolutely gorgeous. She's rich. She has connections. She doesn't need to be with him, you know? Yeah. And so this book dives into answering that question. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to give away the answers. (laughs) But it's very good. If you're into... Clearly, Brett isn't into it. Despite... Don't you like the West Wing? I do. Yeah, the West Wing is good. The West Wing is also problematic in a way. Yeah. But the West Wing is entertaining television. The West Wing is fantasy. This is the real deal. This is. I don't want to the- watch the real deal. The real deal <laughs> makes me want to like die. Uh, it makes me such- want to like move to Antarctica. Well, I mean, it's just a great documentary, and a, and her book is good. It's good. So if anyone's looking for a juicy read this holiday season, I give it um, two thumbs up. Speaking of the Clintons, mm-hmm. did you finish impeachment? I did. I was like, wait, is this the last episode? It didn't feel like a solid conclusion. I felt the same way, except for all the, I mean, I, I think they're only, they only did 10 episodes. 10 yeah. is a nice solid number. And also it's like, it's kind of the end of the story. And it felt like it was a lot of wrapping up. Whereas like the final couple scenes, you're like, wait, is there more of it? 
It should have ended with Monica giving her TED talk. <laughs> yeah, they should have cut flash forward to a modern a modern day Monica. Yeah. Real life Monica, just like on the cover of Vanity Fair being like, my turn, bitch. I'm here to reclaim the narrative. Um, it was, I thought it was okay. It had yeah. definitely, it had some really powerful moments. And I know I've talked about how I'm sick of Sarah Paulson being cast and everything, but she really is absolutely fabulous in this. She's good in, in this show. She's, I know, she's but, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, the episode where they're doing the sort of back-to-back grand juries and yeah. Linda Tripp is like, oh, I'm going to tell my truth here. Everyone's going to find out what really happened. And Monica goes in and everyone loves her and they feel so they feel sorry for her. And you're like, oh no, they're going to destroy <laughs> Linda it's, Tripp. It's incredible because Linda, in her speeches, she, she gets some good juicy monologues. What she's saying is correct. She's like, uh, I. he was taking it. This is his yeah. fault. He was taking advantage of an intern. He's a married man. He's the president. Like, this is a horrible imbalance of power. But she also did it in such a shitty way. <laughs> Linda but, and she also came to it from the point of view of like, they're the Clintons. They'll just assassinate everybody, anybody on <laughs> yeah. the street who they disagree. Like, right. she comes to it from like a sort of proto- QAnon sort of mm-hmm. thing where it's like you can't trust the Clintons because Hillary's got the pizza place and who yeah. knows what's going down on there with the kids in the pizza place <sighs> yeah. like <laughs> it's just a but very she was, good she was right you know like yeah. it, it's one of her final lines in the show is something's like why did you do this like because he was he was taking advantage of her and, and yeah she was right she came into it like from a completely <laughs> backwards perspective and then yeah you have the commentary on top of that of just like she was treated like shit because she was ugly mm-hmm. and she was turned into a national punching bag because yeah. she's like because john goodman played her on snl yeah um it's a beautifully layered performance by sarah paulson i'm gonna say something right now i'm gonna take a stance and I don't back down from my previous stance, which is that Sarah Paulson is overcast. She's been in too many things, but that doesn't diminish her talent. I think Sarah Paulson is actually the new Meryl Streep. She's the television. She's the Meryl Streep of television. Yeah. She needs some good, like, juicy film roles, but she is just so good. And in the layers of makeup and the prosthetics and all of that, she she really disappears. She's great. There was a scene, I think, an episode or two before where I really identify with Linda Tripp. And when she's living <laughs> yeah, in the hotel. It's, like it's when too. she's living in the hotel. And every morning she goes, she goes to the little continental breakfast at the hotel. And these fucking idiots <laughs> don't know how to use the waffle machine. And like that is me in public is like people not knowing how to do basic things and me like huffing and puffing and pacing back and forth and just being like push the button push the button yeah the elevator will come if you push the button that's a bad example but like man that was (laughs) there was a there was like an act out where it's just like she's waiting for the waffle machine and the person's using the waffle machine waffle machine wrong and she's just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> just got <laughs> commercial. Oh my, yes. It's yes. so good. You, you know what? Maybe Linda Tripp was, was right. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Linda was right. Um, speaking of prosthetics and heavy makeup to p- portray a character, we need to do a quick little Lucille Ball biopic check-in. Speaking, yeah, speaking of Sarah Paulson, star of Studio 60 on the, the, on the, the Sunset, Sunset Strip. Strip. Yeah. Um, so We've been we dancing got a around trailer. Sorting. We got a trailer this week. Yep. We got to see Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. Does she look like her? No, of course she doesn't. But like, as we meant, as we talked about, who cares? It's not how she looks. It's how she's going to play the depth. That's why you hire Nicole Kidman. Um, but I messaged Brett because I got excited <laughs> because our... Our main man, Aaron Sorkin, other than Ben Affleck, our main man, yeah, you know, can't help himself when he's got a project coming out. And you know, this is a 
this is a project that he's wanting some award chat- chatter for. This shit isn't coming out in November, December because it's mm. the holiday season. Mm-mm. It's awards season, yo. Yes. And he wants to make, he said, yes, the movie stars Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem, two of the hottest, most talented stars yeah. of the generation. But you know who the press should really talk to? Me, Aaron Sorkin. So, so I've yet to see any press from Javier or um, or Nicole, but you know I've seen a lot of press from Aaron Sorkin, and the press is exactly what I've come to expect from Aaron Sorkin. So out of touch, so unself aware. He gave my favorite one that I sent to Brett is someone's asking like, why update I Love Lucy or why do the biopic? And his quote is pretty much like, I have it here. I have it here. You read it. You do it. You do it. I remember watching I Love Lucy reruns when I was home sick from school. It's not a show that if we took a fresh look today, we would think was very funny. I don't think. (laughs) Aaron Sorkin said, Lucille Ball is not funny because women can't be funny. (laughs) No, that's not what he said. But like the, the quote is just so good. Like, let me go ahead and write a biopic over something I think sucks. And I want you guys to give me all the awards. There have been a few like mini manufactured outrage cycles about Aaron Sorkin's recent press rounds. But this is the one, this is the one, this one is interesting and it's kind of been buried because there have been like these other stories coming out of it that I I don't want to talk about. But like, this guy's just like, yeah, Lucille Ball sucks and the show isn't funny. And Danielle, you told me before we started that you have a take. I do have a you take. Have a response. So, so to this quote Aaron is saying Lucille Ball isn't funny. Well, here's the thing: I'm not writing a show about Lucille Ball, so I feel it's fine for me to say I. When I watch episodes of old shows, I also don't think they're good. <laughs> like, is he wrong? Maybe not. He might not be wrong. He might not be wrong. No, he's not wrong. <laughs> because in these threads, people are linking to scenes from Lucille Ball's from I Love Lucy. And I watched a few of them and I was like, okay, I smiled. I smiled. <laughs> you didn't Lots chuckle. of stuff from 10 years ago isn't funny anymore. Yeah, that's about This show's he- like 70 years old. Yeah. And the thing is, is listen, we, we stand Lucy and Desi, like good for them for doing what they did. But does that mean that I want to watch an episode of I Love Lucy? No, not really. I'd rather watch <laughs> 60 on the Sunset Strip. No, I wouldn't want to watch that. But I, I just oh. think... What? No, I'll, you finish. I just think that um, it's, fun to ha- it's fun to hate on Aaron Sorkin. So that's why all of these things go viral and people get mad. But sometimes we have to check ourselves. And in the midst of enjoying making fun of Aaron Sorkin for being a pompous freak, we have to check ourselves and be like, wait, did he make a point? (laughs) I think he did. He might have. I think he did. I know what show you do want to watch, Danielle. Tell me. It's called, I don't remember what it's called because it's not called Sex in the City. And And just like that. Oh, different one. (laughs) It's called And Just Like That. I'm so excited for this. It looks good. I, you RT'd. You RT'd a trailer for this show. And I watched the full yeah. like 90 second teaser. I don't know. Why? Why? What about it's this the, is going to be good? It's the television sequel, HBO Max sequel to Sex and the City. And lest we forget, Sex and the City already had two movie versions. The first one was pretty good. Second one, unwatchable. But so now... One of the main characters is gone because um, Kim Cattrall didn't want to come back because she hates That's them the most so interesting part of the show is like, <laughs> at what point in the first episode are they going to be like, Kim Cattrall died or Kim Cattrall moved to Morocco with yeah. her husband and he threw her in a well and she's never coming back. You know, they're going to have to say some throwaway line, but it doesn't matter. It fil- It fills me with joy. It's just nice. I love New York. I love seeing old friends in New York, having fun, doing their stuff. <laughs> it's going to be good. I, I really, I know I'm setting myself up perhaps for disappointment, but I think it's going to be a good show. If Sex in the City was before Sunrise or before Sunset, is, and 
then and just like that and just like that is that the before midnight is it going to deal with you know the the colder reality of being older something you know i hope it does because I've gotten a big fight actually once at work, <laughs> not my current, not my current work, but at an old workplace with a young male who told oh. me that um, Sex in the City was a bad show. And I said, have you ever watched it? That's not true. I, I asked him if he'd ever watched it. He was like, no, I don't need to watch it to know that it sucks. So that's my least favorite type of person. I'm really surprised that this came from like a straight male. <laughs> yep, pretty much. I'm that really is surprised. really really bothered me. And I really think that, of course, it's dated and it has lots of stuff that did not age well. But the core idea of Sex in the City is still really good. And I they, haven't seen that much of it, but yeah. I've seen a few episodes and they're, they're it's a well-made fun show. Yeah, it's like they deal with all this stuff that, especially as you, it has such good rewatch potential, even though it, some of it's aged badly, because you're like, oh my gosh, yes, this is a thing as you get older and say friends are getting married and you're not, or you've got that, those one, those other friends who like have the, the house and how do you act around in their house and how do you act when someone's like this? It's just, they, they really narrow it down and tone in on so many of those very personable stories. I'm sure the writers are great. So I'm excited. I think it'll be good. Do you think Cynthia Nixon's character in the show will Runs have also <laughs> will also have run an unsuccessful campaign to be governor of New York oh, yes, as a socialist? I hope she does. She has the, the capacity. She's a brilliant lawyer. I saw her taking the subway in the um, trailer, and I love that for her. We love mass transportation in this house. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I know you love to take a train. We in do. LA. We take the train. We take the train in New York. We take the train during the day to get to our location. And when it's time to go home, you get a you get a cab. That's when you treat yourself. Yeah, when you're getting home. Yeah. So I loved seeing that. I like that they're going gray. I just think it's great. What can I say? That you said all that needs to be said. Thank you. Uh we really covered so much here today. We did. And I think we only have a couple questions and I think they're about Survivor. So we <laughs> yeah. have to like, screw it. Should have done that <laughs> half hour ago. <laughs> we have to, just, just a quick, um, Magnificent said, this was Heather's big move of the season and it flopped. We'll yeah. see. Heather we'll is see, kind of Kent. <laughs> Heather's like going to make power moves. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe she's just waiting in the bushes. I was uh, surprised. I was surprised to see Heather do anything. And she did like three things in this episode. I thought she was going to get voted out. But. She's too not. She's so pointless. <laughs> so and now, and now that Tiffany's gone, I think that. It, I, granted, I said this last week about Tiffany, about how Tiffany can win. So who, whoever I say this week is going to get voted out. But like now that Tiffany's gone, like that character there's no, there's not two of that character anymore. There's one older, motherly, matronly woman mm. on the show. Yeah, she doesn't have to fight for that role of like, oh, keep me around. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing yeah, anything. Totally. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have the competition for that. Um, Heather, final four archetype. Yeah, prediction. Oh, good prediction from BB fan zero two two Queen Tiff quote. Somebody feed me already. I'm 47 years old. I also, you know what? Adrian Brody's 48. Tiffany's 47. Let me just say, I think Tiffany looks great too. I would I would have put Tiffany at a tight 42 as well. Um, I thought this was hilarious. Also, do you think Shan is in trouble because of the fights that are happening? Yes, I do. I think everybody's in trouble on the show. I know, no one's safe on for I think everybody's Survivor. in trouble. I don't think. Yeah, Shan, honestly, like, Liana's going around and, like, just keeps getting played by people. Xander is obviously a target. Sean's name is coming up now as sort of, like, a head of power on the on the blue side or the remnants of the blue side. I'm going to amend my prediction. Heather, final three. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at final four, it's like, why wouldn't you take Heather at the end? Yeah, totally. Why wouldn't you take her to final two at that point? 
Well, Survivor does three people at the end. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. I'm in Big Brother mode. By the way, Big Brother Celebrity, they made the announcement. It's starting in February. So excited. Yep. So excited. It's going to be a busy time. Uh, They're doing an episode after the Super Bowl. Which is unbelievable. I will stay awake for that. Are we going to have to podcast that the night of the Super Bowl? Sure, I'll be awake. I'll be awake for the rest of my life starting in January. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What else am I doing? Um, So wait, I just want to give the exact date that it's starting. February February 2nd. February 2nd. That's exactly what I said. But you wait, it's going to start February 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's not after the Super Bowl. I didn't say the premiere. I said an episode. Okay, cool. An episode will be that Sunday. Okay, cool. So we're very excited for that. Thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for your questions and comments throughout the week. If you have anything, any suggestions, pop culture tips, please be sure to tweet at us at HeyJulieBB on Twitter. And you can also email us, HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com. You know what? Don't email us. Don't email us anymore. (laughs) Um, Everyone have a wonderful week. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff.